You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello and welcome to A Scully Cast After the Show, episode number four. This is for Sunday, February the 3rd. And today we're going to be looking at the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Longest title ever. Academy Award for that one, I think. And its theatrical release is 2007. Just put my teeth in. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the DVD is 2008. It's out tomorrow, actually. Um, It's available on Blu-ray, HD DVD and DVD, but we're taking a look at the old-fashioned DVD release. And this is coming from our friends at Warner Brothers, so thanks to them for passing the DVD along. So... Here's Sid Talk, and here's me, and it's Super Bowl Sunday. I just wanted to mention that. So we're going to do our little tribute to the Super Bowl. Which is? Um, Watch a movie. Go Red Team. Is there a red team? (laughs) I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) Somewhere there is. I don't know. We'll move on from uh, football. We won't mention football again. American football. Let's let's move on to uh, Cowboys. Mm. Cowboys? Uh... Are, are you looking for the synopsis for me? Is this, this the area of the yes. thing right? Okay. Uh, the synopsis is Jesse James, sort of the tale of the end of his life through the point of view of the person who killed him. And the title, it's not like you can spoil it, because that's pretty much it. And I don't particularly have a problem with the length of the title. I'm not sure everybody keeps about it, but that's you. That's fine. That's fine. So what if it's got a big title? It's just a bit of a mouthful when you've got your false teeth in and you're trying to say it all, you know? (laughs) But um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, I guess everybody's calling it the assassination of Jesse James, leaving that last part Why can't we just call it Jesse James? Oh, why can't we just call it Coward Robert? (laughs) (laughs) End of review. Thank you all for coming. (laughs) (laughs) You can all go back to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Okay, so... No, no, no. So this movie is important this year because it's nominated for two Academy Awards and this is the beginning of our Academy Award kind of season of reviews Mm. so over the next few weeks we're going to be doing movies that are Academy Award nominated this is the first one because as we all know the Academy Awards are much more important than the Super Bowl or any other sporting event exactly (laughs) well they are to me (laughs) <laughs> we don't even love the Academy Awards, but they're still more important than football. But it is a ritual in this household that we yeah. sit and watch the Academy Awards. Now, I'm Correct. not saying we don't fall asleep sometimes <laughs> during them, but we do, we do tend to watch them. Okay, right. back to the movie. So, we're going to start off with the story of the movie, which story you've, just, you've just covered. Pretty much, but, I mean, you have to dig a little deeper. This was based on a book, apparently, about this, you know, the murder of... Not the murder of... A no, are, we, are we saying... The whole the events of this movie are we are they God, gospel truth or is it? Dramatized? I don't believe anything is gospel truth when it comes, turns into a movie. But or is this as an American? You is this how you've and seen a, this tale? Missourian. Yeah, exactly. I'm from and the movie's set in Missouri, which is cool because we're from Missouri. But is it as an American knowing America? You know a bit about American history. What do you? Is this how you knew it went down? Uh, no, I never knew any details. Just right. that he was assassinated. I had seen the pictures, or no, that he was killed. You know, I'd seen those pictures that they feature. And if you watch the, we watched Deadwood on HBO. Hmm. They had a different take on how it went down, right? Jesse James 
was took out. That wasn't out. Jesse James. That was Bill. Wild Bill Hickok. Yeah. Close. You're not an American. A Amer- friend of Jesse James. You're not an American, me- are you? He mentions Jesse. No, I'm Sir, not. you need to get out here. You ain't no American. You get <laughs> them too confused. That ain't even right. Is that Sling Blade? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the story. So to answer your question, no. All I know, all I've ever known is that he was shot and killed. That he was a bad guy. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know he was a bad guy until the episode of the Brady Bunch when Bobby wanted him to be his hero, and then Bobby dreamed uh, that you know Jesse James was hijacking this hijacking or whatever, taking or <laughs> robbing a train of him and his little family and shooting everybody. And that's the only, that was the first time I ever even knew that he was a bad guy. So we're saying that you was asleep <laughs> during American history class, but you watched a lot of the Brady Bunch and that's how you learned. Jesse James was not a highlighted feature in our American and or Missouri history. I, I guess he's not, say. I guess he's not something to be proud of. Right. But he's he- a notable American kind of thing, but not notable in a good way. So no, we never learned about him in history and I've never really researched it much. So, but for me, not knowing hardly anything about Jesse James, I was actually totally oblivious that he was a Missou- you know in mm. the, that it took place in Missouri. But this was compelling all the way through. Yeah, very me. compelling. Oh well, and this is a long movie. We're not. It's a long if movie. If you have got ADD in, way, the, in yeah. the movie brain, ADD in the movie brain, and you <laughs> you can't deal with a ninety-minute movie, this one is going to kill you because it is long yeah. and it's slow and it's paced. It's it's. What would you say? It's a, a slow burn, as I like yes, to call it. Yes, slow burn is a good way to put it, and I'm not being rude here, but I think that there are a lot of people who are kind of like low common denominator, and they need the like snap, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. If you're stuff. looking for cowboys on horses and shooting and action... There's some of that. There is, but this isn't the place to get No, 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 it's not like that at all. It's very... It's character-driven. Very, and um, it's just toned down in a way that... I'm not saying it's realistic, because I have no idea, but... It gives you the sense of more... There's more of a presence and not so much of a Hollywood thing going and if, on. if you like Deadwood, the way that is paced, this is very similar. It's a, it's not all about like the shooting and the bank robberies. It's right, because about- it's basically a study of both of those people. Like, kind of a slow study of what the possible reality of Jesse James's mental state might have been. You know, kind of like giving you hints here and there about depression and illnesses, things like that. And then on the flip side, showing you sort of the progression of this guy who worshipped him, became part of his gang, kind of, sort of. But he was one of those awkward people and at some point turns and then shows you the state of mind that he might have been in coming to the end of it all. So it's not it's not a shoot him up, you know, it's... Doesn't, I didn't feel like at any time it glorified anything or made anything seem very sentimental, which I appreciated. There was no, like, no, loving or hating anyone. It was pretty neutral. It was pretty matter-of-fact, everything about it, really. Matter-of-fact is a good way to put it. So It looks lovely. Well, this, this movie's won countless awards last year and this year for the cinematography. Mm. And... The cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I love the um, effect of the blurred out, mm. like through glass. The corners of the screen look like they threw glass occasionally. It's like old pictures. Yeah, Have you ever looked at a lot of really old pictures? Because the outside is kind of blurry and then it focuses right in the middle. And yeah, that's exactly. how it is a lot of times on the screen, which and, is cool. And there's huge... And it's not overdone. No, not overdone, and it, it it happens in various parts, and it actually it kind of puts a tone to the movie yeah, as well. Yeah, lends to that state of mind thing of yeah, each exactly. person. 
Well, yeah, with Jesse being, you know, a, a, a bit inside. Yeah, <laughs> inside he's yeah. he's completely. I think that yeah. what I did, what this movie did for me was, as you look at this person, and like I said, I have no idea if this is reality, right? But it gives a new slant or a different slant. And growing up in an environment of kind of small town or, you know, kind of few roughnecks here and there and edgy pe- people on the edge maybe a little bit with that kind of craziness. I mean, I can actually see where they were going with that, where a person could... In those times, because everything was pretty isolated, and here he was robbing banks and stuff, and he was real dynamic and charming, but yet he was really tortured inside. And I can actually see and he was an the ass- reality of He was that. a complete brutal asshole. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. There's, a, there's a scene where he beats a kid. Yeah, there's a, no, a like I said, Just no sentimentality. Face, like. It doesn't try to make... But then it also plays the other flip side of that, where you, you see the charm. You see how he can draw people in. You can see why because he could put it on both sides which, you know, anybody who's like a self-help guru person would say, oh well, that's manic depression probably because he had the good and the bad and the polar opposites. But he often, even there's a scene where he tries to make good for how he's been behaving Mm -hmm. but it's in an odd way and it's it's just awkward. awkward. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's good and moving, well, moving on to the cast, Mm. we'll start with Brad Pitt seeing as he is Jesse James. Um, I I'm not a mega fan of Brad Pitt but in this he's brilliant mm. but he does in other roles I've seen him in he is good at playing somebody on the edge with the kind of woohoo flippy out kind of thing like he's gonna flip out but he's not he's, he's staying in yeah those moments of so out it's of not control. really a stretch for him I don't think there are times the quiet times we were talking about where there are a lot of moments of just the silence and exchanges of glances and stuff where it's not obnoxious. It's actually, those are the moments when you settle in and try to, and you're looking straight at his face and he, you're at, I'm actually, you know, I forget that it's Brad Pitt for a split yeah, second. I, not, I, not permanently, obviously, actually, because no, you, can't, you can't take away all the years that we've known his face and who he is. But for a split second, I could go in and, and he, the way he was kind of concentrating and looking and, He's His good. certain reactions, you kind of... I actually felt like in those moments, he kind of... He got it. He kind of would go there in his mind and be like, this guy was a nutbag, but... And there's you know. parts of the performance that are terrifying. Mm-hmm. When he comes in and he knows certain things, and the others don't know if he knows, thus the way he behaves, I was just like, oh my god, he's going to flip out any second. Yeah, like, that's the side you, you know, can see why you know. people were... Terrified of him, possibly. Because it was hard to read, wasn't he? Like, it was... You had no idea what he was thinking. Like, was he going to be alright with you or not? Like, and that... The other guy, who was his... Sam Shepard? No, Sam Rockwell. Mm Mm-hmm. He kind of understood him in a way, I felt. Like, he knew how to deal with him. He always used to laugh and a joke. Jovial. And that kind of kept him okay, like... Right, relaxed him a little bit. Which is another person, Sam Rockwell. Very good. He's always good. I mean, seriously, he was in Dangerous Minds, right? And he's just... I think he's brilliant in this, particularly. I just felt like he was also a film that completely Sam Rock- sucked in by him. Sam Rockwell was also in the one with Nicolas Cage that I loved. The one where they were confidence tricksters. Matchmen? Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men. Yeah, Bri- that's good. Brilliant in that Very too. good. Yeah. Matchstick Men. So if you've not seen Matchstick Men, yeah, that's one that you good. should see. Um, so, 
just going back to Brad Pitt because when I finish having him, did you <laughs> like him? Yes. Do you like him anyway? Because I don't generally, and I did in. Oh, to be honest with you, I'm very neutral. Now I love. I've loved certain things at certain times in my life. When I saw Interview with the Vampire, of course, I was like totally into it. But I'm pretty neutral across the board. I just got to pick and choose as I go, and I think he was really. um, He's got a good taste. I felt like he was really into it. You know, like totally into the whole thing of it—the swagger and the oh, he was. Way He's he a was. method actor for and, sure, he and getting in the it. idea of it that this was a real human being who existed, and everything we know is only from people that write stuff down and whatever. And I think he was trying to get in that instead of the Hollywood kind of version. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it sounds really lofty, too. But I thought it was really good. I've also got to mention that Brad Pitt has a good taste in ladies. Nice one, Brad. I won't say what your face is looking like now. <laughs> <laughs> She's not doing the P. Diddy, though. It's something else. <laughs> okay, so moving on to Oscar-nominated Casey Affleck mm. as Robert Ford, the coward fantastic. Robert Ford. Absolutely fantastic. I'll take the leap on this one. Now, the only other things I've ever seen him in were a couple, like Jerry and... Uh, what was the other thing? He, he was, was really good Jerry. at. Yeah, I Jerry was that. very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, it was very good. Um... But he is he's brooding, man. so brooding. compelling. You cannot... That's why we're talking about the kind of the slowdown of this particular... Because there are times when you're just looking at his face. And someone off screen is saying something or making a comment. And they're looking straight at him. Like, in my mind, it's a good choice, like, visually. Because you hear what the people are saying. You hear the conversation. And you're only watching him and his kind of mental... Mentalist. He's kind of a... I think he's an opportunist. He wanted to be famous, maybe, from this portrayal. And I think Casey Affleck was just, like... I think he was really good. He, um... I I prefer watching him to his brother. (laughs) And I like his brother. I don't know. I think he's the one with the gift. Mm. I'll always go back to the one scene in uh, Chasing Amy. I think Ben Affleck's got it in him to be really good. And yet, uh, unfortunately... He just keeps getting big, you know. I don't know. I think Ben Affleck has lots of potential, but that's another movie. That's no. another reveal. Now, Casey Affleck, fantastic. Yeah, and he is nominated for Academy Awards, so we'll see what happens with that in the next... I wish him luck. Yeah, so do I. I I've not seen everybody else's performances yet, but that is right up there. Good. Brad Pitt, I'm surprised he's not nominated for anything, because Brad Pitt is equally as good. In... Oh, I, do, I agree. Yeah. Um... And don't go into this movie thinking, oh, Brad, it's a Brad Pitt movie. Because no. it's not a Brad Pitt. It's not anything. It's not, it's not is it? It's... In fact, there would were, were go through stretches where it actually occurred to me after moments and moments of like, hmm, we haven't even seen Jesse James. We haven't even seen Brad Pitt for however long. So it's not like he's... No, he's not and the star of the show. And they kind of set it up as to give you a real life tone of how Jesse James was. That when he walked in a room, people took notice and that kind of thing. He was a big character. So I think the movie takes big chunks where you're not with him. So when he does arrive, and even if it's not a big active scene, he still pretty much takes over. And then he kind of goes away. And then, you know what I mean? It's a good, it's really well done. It is. So it, this movie has quite a big cast. Mm-hmm. But we've just put together some of the ones that stood out for us. Sam Shepard as Frank James. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that guy? Pretty neutral, but fine. I mean, you know, all he had to do was be kind of pissed off. 
yeah. and tired. He was tired of it all, and uh, that was pretty much I it, really. Know, should we really explain who Frank James is, maybe? Yeah, it's Jesse James' brother. I do yeah. know that. Well, yeah, I know, but the listeners Sam Shepard. We all know who Sam Shepard is. Yeah, exactly. Sam Shepard. Um, we all know Sam Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, my... I've not got the guy's name wrote down, but the guy from Grindhouse and uh, Kill Bill, the old sheriff oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. He was good. Yeah, but well. He had, he had, he had the strange same. hair, though. Because <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's pretty old, isn't he? And, but he had he had new hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't it find him that compelling. I mean, he does what he does in the Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff just fine, because that seems to be that's how he is. Sheriff and he's just doing Earl. it again. What was he called? Earl something in, in all... McGraw. Earl McGraw in the um, Tarantino movies. Is the Tarantino fan having a brain lapse or something? No, I've, Come just, on. I've just correctly said <laughs> Earl McGraw. It should all be right in the front and of the brain, And his catchphrase is, you sick fucking bastards. <laughs> Can't do American. Oh, there comes the explicit badge <laughs> once again. Every week you have... Are we just going to have to assume from now on? Every Sick week. fucking bastards. <laughs> okay. So we've uh, covered this, that one. <laughs> um... Jer- Jeremy. Jeremy Renner as yeah, Wood. Yeah, very good. Now, that's the guy who I thought was in Deadwood, right? Yep. He who actually in isn't in Deadwood, but he was in the Jeffrey Dahmer movie that we watched yep. called Dahmer. He, he was, actually played Jeffrey yep, Dahmer. Yep, and he was good. He He's is always creepy. good. Creepy he was looking. in SWAT, and like we said, he was in 28 Weeks Later, and he was just a SWAT guy. But, I mean, I always like him. I think He's kind he of really... got an interesting-looking face. Big mm-hmm. eyes. He's just interesting to look at. What are you saying? He's an anime character? Uh, like. <laughs> yes. He's going to be starring in Tentacles <laughs> at Dawn, Robot, Giant Robot, number 25, soon. Oh, my. So, the director, Andrew Dominic. Now, I'd not heard of him, but not looked him up and then watched this movie. And then I expected to go to IMDb and see that he'd directed like loads and loads of movies that were amazing. But he really hasn't. He's just, this is it. Oh, this is only the beginning, then. Yeah. <laughs> now you have kind of a thing about that. If people haven't done something already, no, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, I was just ex- the quality of this movie. Mm. It was so good. I was thinking, holy crap, this guy's probably done a load of stuff that I haven't seen, and I want to see it. It's got a certain artsy element about it. There are lots of like shots during. You know, there's some voiceover going on. You know, a, oh, a narrator. I've got to say, mm. I've got to mention. You're interrupting that. me. No, I've got to mention that narrator while you no, while I'm you're on the right. subject. All right. Amazing. Whoever that narrator is, is amazing. He reminds me of the narrator of Magnolia. I can't quite ever mm. think of any narrator as being amazing, but I mean, whatever. It added to the movie for me, the whole, the way he sounds and mm. the the way he reads it. Like, it, he's not just reading off a card. He's really emotion into mm. the... So to me, that the, the narrator in Magnolia sounds very much like him. It isn't him, but... It's, it adds a tone to, th- to it, but go on. And the narration is an interesting one, because it, it isn't just telling you along. It tells you, I think, passages maybe from the original novel. It tells you ahead of what's happening. What's Not what's going to happen, but it's an interesting thing. But what I was saying was, you get a lot of artsy-looking shots where you can see a director who... And I'm not saying this to be rude, but it's kind of like film school stuff. You know, like independent movie. Some shots of, like, the sun going across the room as it passes, you know, and the shadows moving and lots of slow, methodical shots of people approaching from long distances. And it's cool and everything. I like it. It's just that hopefully that won't get 
you know, knocked out of him over the year if he does any more movies. And actually, the the way this movie is, I was just thinking then, the only other Oscar-nominated movie for this year that we've seen so far is No Country for Old Men, which we hmm. haven't reviewed, but we saw it privately. Um, that had a similar tone hmm. and feel to this movie, even though they're about completely different things. It's almost a throwback to 70s movies with this sort of really methodical... You know, we're not just going to throw at you. We're going to let you think a little bit between things. And I love it. Whatever, I, yeah, whatever it is, is, it needs to be... No, I my, feel like you get, more, you get more for your money when you get a movie that's really long and lets you breathe a little bit and think a little bit and instead of everything just being like shoved right down your neck because it really irritates me. Now, some movies I like that are big action and whatever, but it's nice to have a movie that's just really long... You have to have a pee break, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> well, both both, <laughs> of the, both of those we just mentioned are really long. This yeah. one was, how long were we saying this one? This one was two hours and 40 minutes mm. altogether, which is a sizable movie even, for some it, people. That's amazing to me, because I thought it felt like... It didn't feel like that, did it? I thought No, I thought it felt really longer. Oh, see, I, I thought... And I, I never want them to end. I never want good movies to yeah, end. Are you saying you thought it felt long as in you were like, oh my God, this is too long? No, no, no. See, I, felt me, like no. It, I felt like we went on a huge journey. That we went through this whole... And yet it was... Yeah, not... It wasn't. It wasn't but, And yet you felt like from meeting the people to the end... And, and the thing is, you, you know the title, you know what's going to happen. Okay? There's no mystery there. So you could imagine a movie where you're just sitting there the whole time waiting for that to happen. But it kind of disappears in your mind. And then I felt like we went on a really, really carefully told story. And I felt like it was a big bulky, you know... I love that. No, I love long and, you know, movies that aren't restless, movies that aren't in your face so much, really. Just a nice it was, journey with It people. didn't feel long to me, even mm -hmm. though it was long. And it, I never wanted it to end, of course. Some people ain't going to like this movie for sure. It's going to be... There's a, there's pe we, we know people that... Of course. This movie... If you're in any way... I know people who would, right? They mm. would fast forward the yeah, parts of the this good movie. Parts. Which is... <laughs> it makes me want to like throw up. That's insane. I mean, if you get bored easily... Even then, it's so good. How could you... Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a good film. Uh, That's why I only watch movies with you and talk to you about movies. Because if I talk to anybody else and they disagree with me, I just feel like... Ugh. So... With this movie all being set in Missouri, where do you think it was filmed? It wasn't filmed in Missouri because that was controversial. I mean, set in Missouri. I didn't say it was filmed in Missouri. I know, I'm saying. I don't know where it was filmed, but I know it was controversial. It was actually all filmed in Canada. Right, and that was the problem. a lot of movies. <laughs> the people of the towns that were featured and that have sort of long time been homes of and tourist attractions because of Jesse James actually had issues with this. And it was a big controversy in the newspapers and stuff. About really, I how, didn't, yeah. didn't hear anything about that. But that's interesting. <clears throat> And that's, well, we pretty much covered everything in the yeah. movie. Now, this is available on Blu-ray. Well, Warner Brothers are committed to HDVD and HD DVD until May. Mm -hmm. So it's available on Blu-ray, HD DVD, and DVD. But we, for some reason, got the DVD version, which isn't normal. But, but it looked fine and sounded good. It actually good. looked good and sounded good. The music... Let's oh talk God. about the music. <laughs> we don't want so, to end. Because I so, feel like... You know the weird thing is about when you really like a movie. Yeah. I think it, there's there's less to be said. 
And I don't mean that, and I don't mean that, that sounds really flaky, but I mean, when you really love a movie, I almost think it just really speaks for itself. I, say, I don't need to go over every single detail, like, in, it's well, one of those you have to experience. But, like, I'm a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson, right? This is what I was getting from this movie. Big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. He has a certain style to his movies, and he uses music in a particular way. And Paul Thomas Anderson uses John Bryan for all his soundtracks, who writes classical score music, which kind of sounds very movie-ish. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie had very similar music. When I was watching it, at times, I felt like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, because the, mov- the music was used in such a way. It's kind of small music that wells up and goes right through a scene sometimes with people talking and then just comes out like it. And I kept thinking all the way through, wow, the music in this movie is amazing. I'm not really into classical music, but this score, I'd like to listen to it. And when the credits came on, I said to you, I'm sitting here and listening to this score because I want to hear the rest of this. So I looked it up who it was by, and it's composed by Nick Cave. And I thought, I know who Nick Cave is. And Nick Cave's from the band Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which is not a classical composer by any means, but it looks like he's wrote a lot of music. But... I think he should be up for something, because the music was... Normally, a lot of movies, music just... You don't really pay attention to it. But with this movie, I felt... This... this I kept feeling... this. I want to listen to this music. Mm. This is good music. So, I don't know what you felt about the music. I felt like it was there to... To... Like, the things we were seeing... The kind of brutality and the sort of mentalist thing of Jesse James, mentalist. and then this guy like plotting against him in a way, and you know the real life drama of that, and then the music was really subdued and kind of sad. Yeah, and, very sad music, yeah. And um, what's the word? Contemplative, like you know, lots of little piano, you know. Dun, dun, it made you feel a certain dun. way when it came. Yeah, up. and. You know, there are arguments that that's not right in a movie, that you shouldn't be led along with your emotions. But this time, it was kind of like you had so many things going on trying to figure these characters out. I thought it was really good, too. I agree. It's by, actually by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. That's Cave, C-A-V-E, not Nick Cage. No, not in, Nick Cage. Uh, Nick, Nick Cage would write something totally different, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would probably involve Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So... Moving on past the score, the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the HDVD have no extras whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah, no extras. Zero zilch. But Again, I actually don't have a problem with that because... Me neither. I think this movie totally speaks for itself. If you watch it, and I recommend it if you, you know, have a couple hours, three hours to spare... I don't think it need. I don't want any extra. I mean, I can look up Jesse James online, I can look up... Whatever. I don't need any behind the scenes. I don't want a commentary. I like it just as it is. No doubt what usually happens on the run-up to the Oscars is these movie companies such as Warner try and get a, the movie out on DVD so at least more people can see it. I imagine if this happens to win something or even not after the fact, there'll be a two-disc version of this. So, yeah, but what? Well, what I'm saying is if you're... Maybe you want to rent this one and wait for the... It happened with, um, recently, Zodiac, which was an amazing movie. Oh, yeah. And then the it was a bare-bones DVD that we got several months ago. And then a couple of weeks ago, we got one that's two discs with everything on it. You know, it's like they seem to rush something out just to get it out there, don't yeah. they? Yeah. 
But um, I'm not saying that is going to happen. So if you like extras, I guess check it out. If you like extras, maybe wait. Or... But I wouldn't say wait. Don't wait for no. this one. Watch it. It's still on at the th- theatres, actually. In some places, I've just seen. Which is odd. Probably not it's... in Missouri. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> if it's on, if it, should, it should be on here. Yeah. Um, but that is the movie. And that's it. That's... I feel like we slighted it by not talking a lot about it, but I actually think that is just the way I am about movies. If I really love it, there is no endless chatter because it is what it is. And um, and there was nothing we could spoil because the title is yeah. pretty much the movie, but not. There's so much more depth yeah. to it than that title. Like, um, there's no... Yeah, exactly. It's deep. It's a deep movie. It's, it's performance-driven. It makes me question, like you asked, is this true or whatever. It does make me always question when I'm seeing a quote-unquote based-on-true-story kind of thing always question our perceptions of people through history because no matter who they are no matter who was close to them and wrote their autobiography or a movie or a story about them we never know i don't care how many movies you see about jesse james you will never know and that's what this kind of movie reminds me of yeah exactly you can't you can't say anything's true like i've always said you can't say anything is true no but it makes you think a little bit about the real person behind all what you think you know you know so that's a good thing Yep, and it's educational in a way, it's entertaining, and it's definitely Casey Affleck up there for the Oscar. Brad Pitt should be as well, and maybe Sam Rockwell, in my opinion. I all, think so. All three of those guys, but I disagree, I don't think it's educational. Well, <laughs> to me, I didn't, don't know, know a lot names. about... Yeah, I but l- you still don't. You only know what you saw in the movie. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. You I, find out he had a brother, okay? That's real. I didn't know he had a brother, so... I mean, that's borderline educational. Well, I was educated into knowing he had a brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. So that's this week's After the Show. It was excellent. I the highly assass- recommend it. Let me say the title again. The Assassination... Because I like saying so it. Assassination. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. And that's available on Warner DVD from Tuesday. Not from Monday, as I said earlier. Tuesday. Um, which would be the 5th of February. Uh, and that's in North America. And yesterday was our eighth wedding anniversary. Woohoo! If you live any, if you live anywhere that's not North America, I can't help you. It's probably if you're in Europe, it's probably out February the third, two thousand ten. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'd like to mention, yeah, it was our wedding anniversary, and it was great. Ah, that sounded a bit sarcastic, but I know you meant it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. I just want to mention. Thank you all for listening. I just want to mention that the podcast is available on iTunes, <laughs> Zoom Marketplace, or our RSS feed right on the page, ascoli.com. You don't what have, are you, some you, kind of salesman? You do not have to say the www. <laughs> I mean, you do not have to type the www, but if you want to, we won't be offended. <laughs> you can email any comments to ascully, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y, at ascully.com, and you can visit Sid Talk's website at... C-I-D-T-A-L-K. And what would we find there? Oh, Oh, it's a secret. You have to go. A secret. (laughs) You know, pictures and stuff and art. Some more movie reviews. Lots of articles about stuff. That sounds really compelling. (laughs) I must visit there straight after this podcast. I have some mystical power. I have hypnotized everyone into going immediately to their computers and typing in www.sidtalk.com. So that's uh, after the show, episode four, in the can. And we will see you all next week. So stay classy, 
Missouri. 